and welcome to the Creative Soul Podcast. I'm your host, Leah Van Doren, and in this podcast, I talk with some of the most creative and inspiring people that I know. From hearing about their process to what holds them back from creating, routines and rituals, to the intersection between creativity and spirituality, you'll hear from writers, actors, singers, dancers, musicians, painters, multi-passionate creatives, and anyone else who considers themselves a creative soul. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to a very special episode of the Creative Soul Podcast, episode 50. Wow. I am so just feeling honored and grateful that I'm showing up right here in this moment to connect with all of you and to share the 50th episode of this podcast. When I started this podcast almost exactly a year ago to the day, I didn't really imagine what it would look like. I didn't really know where it was it was going or like how it would feel a year from now after publishing an episode every single week for the last 50 weeks, which I can't even like comprehend. But it's been such a beautiful, special journey where I've learned so much, not only about myself and my own creative process, but also in connecting with all of my guests and the incredible conversations that I've had. I've learned so much through them. And I've also learned so much about, you know, putting my voice out there and sharing my ideas and thought that this episode 50, it's a solo episode this month. I like to have three interviews per month and then share one solo episode per month. So it's perfect that this is our topic for this month. But my intention for this episode is to really talk about some of the things that I've learned in starting this podcast and in doing it consistently over the last 50 weeks. And also just kind of a a snapshot, a picture of where I'm at currently in the journey and just get really honest and transparent with what I'm feeling because I think it, it can actually be really important and beneficial for you all to hear both the ups and the downs of what it takes to have something that you care about, something that you've nurtured over the last 50 weeks and to kind of, you know, have this moment with yourself because I think it brings up a lot of things that are, you know, go hand in hand with the creative process, with life in general. So I want to get into some of that today. And then also I thought it would be fun if we did a little Q&A at the end um, for us just to get to know each other a little better. And I'll share some of my favorite things and creative resources that I'm enjoying right now. And yeah, just where I'm at in my journey. So thank you for being here, first of all. First and foremost, if you're here, if you're listening, you I can't even explain what that means to me. I think... You know, here I am sitting in a closet by myself recording to a screen and a lot of times you can feel like, you know, is anyone listening? Does anyone even care? All things that can come up when you're sharing your art into the world, sharing your voice into the world. But when I get a message from one of you that you've listened to an episode and it really resonated, or when I, you know, even go and see, you know, if I question anyone's listening and then I go and see my analytics and see who's listening and I can see that there are people listening and even if I don't know you personally or if we've never met or if you discovered this podcast through one of my incredible guests, I just really want to say thank you 
Thank you for receiving the medicine. I know that if you're here, it's because you're meant to, and there's something that you can learn from both myself and my guests and really be inspired by their stories. So I know that, you know, the people on the other side listening are, are just such an important part of sharing, you know, sharing any creative work, whether that's a podcast, a play, or whatever it is, there has to be people or an audience receiving it. And I just want to say, thank you for being here. So that's first and foremost. Can't believe we made it to episode 50. I mean, like I said, when I started this podcast a year ago, it came, the idea for the podcast, so I'll give like a little brief story of how I started this podcast, because I think it might be helpful for you if you're starting a big creative project or you're kind of deciding what creative project to pursue next. I will say that I never had the intention of, of wanting a podcast. I didn't want a podcast. I wanted actually to go on other people's podcasts. I was looking for ways to connect with podcasters and share my story on their podcasts. I was like, I don't, why would I want to start a podcast? Like that sounds like way too much work. And I was thinking about this and then the, the idea came to me in a whisper that really turned into a shout. It like, it would not let me go. The idea was a little seed that planted and I, at first I was really resistant to it. I was like, no, I came up with all the excuses of why I couldn't do it. I was like, no, who has the time for that? Like, that sounds like a lot of work. Also, like, I don't want to deal with the marketing of it or, you know, I just was like, no, I want to share my voice on other people who, other people who have established podcasts already. I didn't want to start something new. But this idea wouldn't let me alone. And I would think about it like all day. I think how I have personally come to know when it's time to put my energy into my next creative project. It's when that next creative project literally won't leave me alone. I kind of get obsessive about the idea and it's like all I can think about. And so that was happening last June and July while we were going through, you know, all of these transitions in 2020. And I think it really just started with wanting to connect with more people. I spend so much of my time and my life thinking about creativity, engaging in my creativity, thinking about my own creative process and kind of feeling alone in some of that because I, I wondered if other people thought the same way that I did or if other people think about their creative process or like how how do they do it? How do they create? You know, do they come up against the same blocks and issues that I come up against, like my imposter syndrome, like my inner critic, like that voice that tells me, you know, who would listen to this or why would anyone care what I have to say or who would care about my voice? So if you've ever experienced any of those thoughts, know that that is completely normal. And that was really my intention with the podcast to really connect with other creatives who have gone through this before and who might be able to give me some words of advice and who I could just really connect with and be inspired from. So that's kind of how the podcast started. And it's been such an incredible year of connecting with people that I never would have connected with if I didn't have a podcast. I think one of the sneaky things about having a podcast that it's kind of just a way to have a conversation with some of your heroes, some of the people that really inspire you and just have a conversation with them. But under the guise of like, well, I'm inviting you to have a podcast. Maybe they're more likely to say yes. I think I kind of ran into this where I wanted to talk to all these inspiring people, but I didn't know how to reach out and ask. Like there was a, a favorite author of mine or a singer that I really admired. You know, I felt awkward or embarrassed to be like, hey, 
reaching out over an Instagram DM or an email and being like, hey, do you want to grab, like, have a coffee Zoom chat with me? That just, I felt too uncomfortable doing that. And so, honestly, the podcast has been such an excuse in just getting my heroes to talk to me. So, if you've, you know, ever felt the same way, maybe start thinking about starting your own podcast because it's a really fun way to connect with the people that really inspire you. And, yeah, thinking back on some of the incredible conversations, I started, you know, in the very beginning, I was just interviewing people that I knew personally. And luckily, because I've grown up in the arts my entire life and have always been surrounded by creative communities, I know a lot of really cool people doing a lot of really cool creative things. You heard from Daniela Aldrich, who was a professional dancer at the New York City Ballet and has now transitioned her career into finding a love for farming. You heard from Elizabeth Wolf, who is a singer-songwriter and has published her music on Spotify. Her music is so good, please check her out. You've heard from friends who started jewelry companies and who have written their own musicals or have developed their own musicals and have just done some really awesome creative stuff. And that's definitely what I focused the first like 10 or so episodes on, just as I was getting more comfortable interviewing people and asking questions and really being able to hold space in that way. And then it kind of snowballed and transitioned into really paying attention to what I was personally inspired by and whose work really inspired me and being able to reach out to them. And even though I didn't know them, I only knew their work. It was a, it was a doorway to be able to make a connection and have conversation with those kinds of people. So You'll hear from one of my favorite writing mentors, Nicole Galata, in a couple weeks. We just had Ariana Afsar on the podcast, who is another person that I'm so incredibly inspired by. You just have some really, really amazing people. Lucy H. Pierce, who's one of the best-selling Amazon authors and lives in Ireland, and we were able to connect over the technology. And it's just, it's just incredible to me, the amount of friendships and connections and new relationships that I formed through just having a podcast. And so, yeah, I just wanted to share that because I think that that's one of those unexpected gifts that I really didn't expect when I set out a year ago to just start this thing and, and have conversations with other creatives. I didn't really realize how much wider my world would expand and you know how I would now at this point feel so comfortable in just reaching out to someone I don't know and saying hey I have this podcast do you want to come on I'd love to just have a conversation with you and I've met some of the coolest freaking people so just want to acknowledge that and then also I, I think another really important piece about having your own projects, you know, sharing your own voice and something that I want to be super transparent about is I was so excited to record this 50th episode and I got it in my head that I hadn't asked for reviews really this whole year. I love to share and I'll, and I have my outro at the end where I share, you know, if you would like to write a rating and review or share it with a friend, like please do so. And when you share, when you write a rating and review, I will send you a free guided writing meditation. So that's what I have an offer that if you like this podcast and you want to support it, that's one way you can support it. And I would like to support you right back by sharing this writing meditation that can help support you in your creative practice. And so, you know, I hadn't really thought about it. I wasn't 
really thinking about reviews. And so when I was thinking about like this milestone of coming up on 50 episodes, coming up of basically a year of podcasting, and I was looking at my reviews and I have currently 23 reviews. And I really got it in my head. I was like, I want to have 50 reviews by episode 50. And so I started asking people. I started reaching out to my community and sharing really just, you know, I want to share the podcast with more people. And I want to, you know, now get more people involved in this project because I've seen how much it's impacted some of you. And when you do something that actually you feel really passionate about and you care about, you kind of, you want more people to listen. I think for me in my creative process, I think I do things because I want to do them and not because I'm worried about how someone will receive it. I'm kind of just like, no, I want to do this. I want to have conversations with creatives, so I'm going to do that. I don't care if anyone listens. I don't care if zero people listen or a hundred people listen. It doesn't matter to me. Either way, I'm going to do it. So that's kind of how I start with my creative process. And then, you know, you kind of, I think there's this other hump that you go through where you're like, oh my God, are people listening? Like, is this terrible? You know, what are they thinking? Like, do people not want to listen because it's terrible? And then you get on the other side of that and you come to this place where you really want to share it with other people. And maybe in the past I didn't share because there was some part of me that maybe was just a little like, you know, just fearful holding back of like, Maybe people will think this sucks and if more eyes look on it, if more eyes are looking, then it opens me up to more criticism. And I think that's that kind of plays into that fear of success, which I know I've talked about before on this podcast, especially with Jessica Source. If you want to check out that episode, we talked about fear of success, but that's a very common thing that can show up in the creative life. And then I think you come to this other beautiful place where suddenly you feel you, you just feel proud of what you've made and what you've created and you want more people to know about it because you want more people to feel inspired by it and you want to connect with anyone that you can and anyone that, that could benefit from the sharing of these conversations, the sharing of these messages. And so I've kind of come to that place where I actually feel really proud and really inspired But I started to get caught in this comparison trap, this comparison loop, which is also really common in the creative process, where I was kind of starting to really talk down on myself because I was like, okay, you're you're at episode 50. Great. You've shared 50 episodes. You've put a lot of work into it, um, starting a podcast and the whole process of recording and editing and interviewing and all that goes into it is a lot of work. I didn't, I think that's one thing I didn't expect that it'd be so much work, but it is, and I love it. So I do it and I'm proud of it. But I got to this place where I was like, okay, I've done it for a year and I look at other people, you know, the amount of downloads that they've had in a year and it's way higher than my downloads. And I was really starting to compare myself to others and compare my journey to their journey and really kind of questioning all those things of like, why am I not further along? Why after I've put all this work into it and this effort into it, why has it not really taken off? And, you know, I think those those thoughts are so normal, first of all. That's why I'm sharing that with you, even though it's a little uncomfortable to even share it because I think I just want to come on here and say like, I love it. I would do it no matter what. And then, but you do kind of get caught in those like those number games and I think that this is true and 
you know, in social media, looking at how many people have liked your photo or that kind, those kind of like traps, I don't know, vanity metrics in a way. But in podcasting, those vanity metrics, I guess, matter. They don't actually matter. I think in the grand scheme of things, they don't actually matter. What matters actually is the way that you show up, the way that you share, and trusting that your people will find you. And then there's also the very like real ask of asking listeners to share it with their friends or asking listeners to rate and review. And just if you do, you know, if you've felt like you've benefited from the podcast, it's a beautiful thing to be able to support it in return. So those are some of the kind of questions I've been struggling with because I was looking at my readership and suddenly feeling like, oh, I'm not growing as fast as I should or, you know, no one's really listening to this, so why should I even keep doing it? Which is not true, first of all. I know that there are people listening. If you're here right now, again, thank you for being here. But I just wanted to share that, like, it's so easy to get caught in these comparison traps and to really just compare yourself to others. And I think something that this experience has really taught me is to really savor the unfolding, savor the the slow moments and really trust that like you are on your path and you are on your pace that no one else is and you have to really really just surrender to that journey and trust that that is exactly where you're meant to be and it doesn't matter if someone else has a million downloads and you don't like that doesn't matter if one, you know, it's that idea, if one person is changed or impacted or inspired by what you share, then you have done enough. And I think that's something that we don't really take that time to really celebrate and appreciate that like you have done enough if you are able to change one person. And I think in a world where success in a way is measured by these metrics of how many people are receiving it. You know, you see Instagram influencers with thousands of followers. You see celebrities with millions of fans, podcasts with thousands, hundreds of thousands of downloads. And if you've ever felt like you've gotten stuck in that trap of comparison because you're not where they are yet, and maybe it's it's never in the cards for you to get there. That doesn't matter, you know? like. I, like I, I can say from personal experience, I've learned so much. I've gained so much in this last year of podcasting, even in just being able to be confident enough to share my voice and share my ideas. It's really been a journey of, of learning how to really trust that in myself and really trust that like I can hold space for these conversations and I don't have to judge myself. I don't have to self-edit. I don't have to really do anything but just be in the moment and listen and respond and trust that whatever needs to come through will come through. And so that is so much more valuable in in my experience than having hundreds of thousands of people listening because that, that doesn't matter. That part isn't up to you. What's up to you is how you show up and how you create and craft your offerings into the world and be of service, really. If you can be in service to another person in whatever way you feel called, whether that's through your art, through your words, through your poetry, through your companionship, through your connection, through your friendship, through the way that you show up and carry yourself in the world, that sends waves and waves of ripple and impact into the world. And even if you don't immediately see the result, 
it trust that it's working for you. It's always working for you. So I think that was that's a really important thing to mention because I just have to be very transparent and be honest that like I did have those thoughts of like, am I not where I should be yet after a whole year of podcasting? But really coming back to the truth of that's the egoic mind. And when we come back to spirit, when we come back to our creative soul, we know what we're called here to do and it's all working out and whoever is meant to receive it will receive it. So again, it doesn't matter if it's one or 100, I'm going to show up in the same way. So just wanted to say thank you again for being here, for listening. If you are my one or my 100, just just thank you. And it's it's it has been a really cool thing to nurture this project and watch it grow over the past year and you know starting out with one listener 10 listeners 20 listeners at the very beginning my average listenership was like 35 people and now it's almost tripled that and i think that's important to say too of just just you know things take time and when you water things you water your creative projects you nurture your creative projects you can watch them grow and it's not on your timetable it's on you know spirit universe god's timetable so that's just a really important thing to mention. I also like, I think we don't take enough time to really celebrate how far we've come. So this episode is really an exercise in, in allowing yourself to celebrate your accomplishments, allowing yourself to celebrate the hundreds of hours that I've put into this, that you've put into this listening. And when I look at you know where my listenership is, I have 27 different countries represented listening to this podcast, which to me is so much more meaningful and impactful than I could ever imagine. And so that is like just such a cool thing. Some other quick things that I've learned throughout a year of podcasting is really, really lessons on sharing your voice and really trusting your voice. And it's been so interesting. I think I've learned a lot about how people speak and like the different speech patterns. I think you can tell actually a lot from the way that people speak and in editing the interviews and listening to people and listening to conversations over again, it's really interesting to see like how the brain goes and how like even for myself, I'm now that I'm going to say it, you're going to notice it all the time. This is something that I've noticed about myself is that I will start a sentence and I won't finish the sentence. I will kind of start a sentence and then my brain is like kind of working it out as I'm talking. So I'll kind of like switch direction and maybe I never finish some sentences and I kind of go off in these like roundabout directions instead of being straight and to the point, which is not a bad thing. It's just an interesting observation or I've noticed in a lot of other people, they say the words, you know, a lot, or I say like a lot, you know, like all these kind of filler words that we use when we're, when we're talking. And I think being clear in our communication is something that we're not really taught how to do. And so it's just really interesting to see how that comes up. And I think you can kind of tell when someone really trusts themselves or when you're in a state of flow. Like I even know for myself when I'm in a state of flow, when I'm recording these solo episodes, if I'm kind of all over the place, like I'm not really present and showing up, but when I can just kind of kind of take the lid off and like let it all flow out, that's when I know I found that moment of flow. And so it's just been really interesting to observe the voice and our patterns of speech and what that might say or 
teach us about ourselves, not in a bad way and not really in a good way either, just in a, an informative way to understand ourselves a little bit better, which I think is why we're all here, maybe, I don't know. So yeah, those are definitely some lessons I've learned really just in you know, finding community, asking for help, allowing yourself to be seen, and really just taking your journey as your own and really not comparing yourself to anyone else because your journey is so special just as it is. So I hope that those are some reminders to you. And I also wanted to share a story that came up for me recently. And it kind of goes along with this, you know, celebrating a year of podcasting and really all what this podcast is about, which is really about you know, your creativity, finding your unique, innate creativity, which is so individual to you, and finding your own voice and really finding your gifts and your purpose of why I'm here. I'm the kind of person that sits with that question all the time of why am I here? What am I here to do? What am I here? How am I here to serve? So I wonder if I if I asked you, what are your gifts? What are some things that you're really good at? What are some things that are just natural to you? And what are some things that when you do, you feel that like sense of peace, of ease, you feel your creative soul lit up all the way. I share this because I've kind of gone on a journey over the past couple years of really finding and honing in on and tuning into my gifts. And I will say that it's such a journey. So if you know, if you're like, I have no idea what my gifts are, don't freak out because I think it's a lifelong discovery process and, you know, different gifts can serve you at different times. So please don't freak out if you feel like you haven't found your purpose or the thing that you're here to do, the thing that you're meant to be doing. Because I think that's that's something that our culture is a little bit obsessed with. I know that I get very obsessed with that idea of like, well, what's my purpose? Why am I here? What's the reason for all this? And, and you know, all of this, all of the things that I do kind of surround this question of like, well, what am I here to actually do and how am I here to serve? And so I wanted to share this experience with you where... So I, over the past like year and a half, really like the past two years, I've been hosting creativity circles, creativity workshops. I host these like guided meditation, creative writing workshops to really get you to be able to tune into your creative voice. We do a series of creating writing exercises. That's why sometimes on this podcast, I'll give you writing prompts. I found writing to be such an incredible tool for self-discovery, self-reflection and processing life transitions and emotions and experiences and really being able to reflect your life back onto yourself and find those lessons and those jewels and those gems inside. And so I've been sharing these workshops over the past couple years and they've taught me so much in just learning how to, again, really comes back to just trusting myself, trusting what was already there, trusting that I don't need to have self-doubt. I don't need to you know, have my inner critic be loud because this is the work that I'm meant to be doing. And doing this work makes me feel so good. It's like when you find this feeling, you're just like, oh, you're just reminded. You're just like, oh yeah, that's why I'm here. That's what I'm here to do. And so it's just a very special experience to feel that. And I'm sharing this now because now when this episode comes out, it'll be about a week. I recently hosted Someone's Blessing Way 
So I was contacted by one of my clients who took one of my creative mornings workshops. I teach these like big workshops, creativity workshops to the creative mornings community, which is how Anne Dittmeyer and I connected, who was a guest on the show and a couple other people, Rukmini, I found her through creative mornings too. But anyway, so I teach these workshops and people from all over the world attend. And maybe you found me through those workshops. So if you're part of the creative morning community, I love you. Thank you for being here. But so I, I had a client reach out to me who took one of my workshops. Then she started attending my creativity circles. And then she asked me, she's pregnant. She's eight months pregnant and asked me to guide her blessing way, which if you don't know, a blessing way is similar to a baby shower, but a baby shower is more focused on the baby, you know, playing baby games, baby name games, really focusing on, on the baby. But the blessing way comes from the Navajo tradition an indigenous tribes tradition and it's focused and centered around the mother. And it's really about, you know, the mother's community showing up for her, showing her how much she is loved and taken care of so that she feels really supported while she's going through this major life transition. So we, she contacted me, asked me if I could guide her blessing way ceremony. And so over the past couple months, we've been working together in co-creating a ceremony that just felt really special and meaningful and intentional for her. So last week I held the ceremony for about 75 people on Zoom and we were guided, I guided them through some meditations and writing prompts and really making sure that we were holding ourselves accountable to the intention that we set, which was to really create this like safe, loving, beautiful container where not only she felt super loved and supported, but her guests were walking away feeling inspired, feeling connected, feeling creative, feeling just really lit up by her community that she created. And so we did that and it just, it was such a beautiful experience in really relishing in the gifts that I have. It's such an interesting experience to be able to kind of show up and claim your gifts. I think some other thoughts that go, go through the mind are like, am I being, you know, too vain? Am I bragging too much? Like, I don't want to be seen as bragging or whatever. And I think that's another cultural narrative that also keeps us small in like, well, you shouldn't be too much. You shouldn't show up as fully as yourself because then you'll be seen as vain or full of yourself or whatever, whatever stories you have around that. I know that I definitely have stories around that, but it's so beautiful to kind of step up and be like, wait a second, this is what I'm really good at. I am really good at like creating magical containers for people to access their creativity, for people to access parts of themselves that they've forgotten were there. And to really, when we gather and create in community, we can really make these moments, these life transitions, anything really special and meaningful and bring back some of the sacred and the rituals of life that make life really meaningful and special. It's kind of this idea that I share in my creativity workshops of really making the mundane magical. And so I had this experience last week where I was like, I just felt so incredible leading the ceremony. I felt so in my power, so in alignment. And then after the ceremony, I felt, I felt like a queen, honestly. I felt so inspired. I felt so aligned. I felt so connected with my creative soul, with the truth of who I am. And so I share this story because I think it's important to really kind of claim and recognize your gifts. And if you haven't had an experience like that, trust that, that that that's coming. Like I never ever would have been like, 
oh yeah, I'm gonna lead blessing ways and, and lead guide baby showers. Like that was never my intention. My only intention was to find the things that lit me up and to follow the things that I was curious about. And so in doing so, led me down this unexpected path. And I think when you listen to these conversations from you know our past 50 guests or so, that's something that really has stood out to me about their journey. It's always, you know, they always kind of find what they're meant to be doing by by doing something that they didn't, like they always find what they're meant to be doing. And it's never because they set out or, or were like, you know what, I'm gonna be a director who does this. It's like, no, they felt a calling in their creative soul and they answered the call and they started walking the path. And that's when beautiful synchronicities occur. And when you just feel aligned with your path and really take your path, the path that's meant for you. And so that's something that I'm kind of just seeing mirrored back into my own life and reflecting how I started all of this creativity work, which is how I let, you know, which, which is what led me to the podcast. I didn't start out thinking, okay, I'm going to have a podcast that does this. I'm going to host these workshops that does this. I never thought about any of that. And if you listen to my intro episode where I share a little bit more of my journey and throughout some of these solo episodes, I've been sharing more about my journey. You can really hear that like I... I just started with doing the right next thing and, and really tuning into those intuitive calls and answering them, being brave enough to answer them. Because I think what stops a lot of people from creating or from really stepping up and growing into the best version of you, the most aligned version of you, you know, your highest self, what you came here to do, how you came here to serve, is really being brave enough to start and to be okay with the unknown and not know where it's going, not know where it's leading you, but trust that when you follow that call, it will lead you to where you need to go. So that is, that's where I'm at right now and reflecting on this past year, on reflecting on some of the lessons I've learned and some of the unexpected but beautiful detours in really finding and expressing our creative gifts and the ways that we were meant to serve because everyone here has a role and you all came here for a reason. And I hope that my work helps you start to discover that reason and really give you permission to express that in the full sense of whatever that means to you. So I think it would be a little fun to do some Q&A and I thought this would be a good way for not only us to get to know each other a little better, but I pulled these questions from Misty Sansom's Know Who You Are with these 25 questions. We're not going to do all 25 of them. I'm going to just pull the ones that intuitively feel good to me in the moment. But I thought that this would be a great resource to share with you all, especially going along this topic of finding your purpose, finding your gifts, what are you here to do, how are you here to serve. And these questions can serve as great journaling prompts to be able to kind of explore that and see what some of your answers would be. So as you're listening to the questions, I'd invite you to either look over these questions yourself and do these as a journaling exercise or just kind of hear my answers and see how you would answer it. And it's a great way to kind of get to know more about who you are. So let's dive in. I'm going to start with First question, what did you want to be when you were younger? So when I was younger, I was homeschooled 
and I was obsessed with reading. I started to read, I learned how to read when I was four years old and I was reading books constantly because I was homeschooled. I didn't go to regular public school. I would just spend my whole day reading. And when I was younger, I really wanted to be an author. That was my first like thing that I was obsessed with. I, I wanted to write stories. I started writing novels when I was like eight. When I was eight, I, I was homeschooled. And so I published a story about a dragon in this homeschoolers newsletter. And I was like published in this newsletter. My little picture was there. And I thought it was like the coolest thing ever. And all I wanted to do was write books. And then as I got a little older, I transitioned into wanting to be an actress. So I think when I was like, ages like maybe like five to 10, I wanted to be an author. And then 10 onwards, I was like, I'm gonna be an actress. I'm gonna be on Broadway. We all know how that turned out. Well, you know, never say never. So yeah, definitely wanted to be an author, which is funny because I only recently connected back to my writing voice after graduating college from with my degree in theater. So I went to college for acting, for musical theater. And it's really since I've gone on this like post-grad journey and really discovering my gifts that I've discovered that writing is actually a huge part of me. And that's why I share writing groups, writing um, prompts and exercises. So it's funny that even when I was five years old, I knew I wanted to be an author. Okay, next question. Who are you most inspired by and why? Mm. This is such a good question because actually when like if you had asked me this question maybe five years ago, I would have been like, I have no idea. Because I find that who I'm inspired by changes constantly. I will find a new person that I'm obsessed with, a new person's work that I'm obsessed with like every week. So it's been hard for me to like consistently say one person that I'm inspired by. But I will say, of course, people like Elizabeth Gilbert, Brene Brown, Jedediah Jenkins, any person who, Cheryl Strayed, all those people are writers who go on adventures and who write about their lives and who, experience life and then kind of process it and reflect it back onto others so that we can see how you know how it was for them and and they're very truthful and personable and so i found i find that the most the people that i'm most inspired by especially the artists that i'm most inspired by are people who are experiencing life in the fullest form and then reflecting it back in some way and sharing the lessons and the experiences that they've had so i love writers like anais nin and yeah so that's who I'm inspired by. Okay, question. What habit would you most like to break and what habit would you most like to start? Okay, so the habit that I would most like to break is scrolling my phone in the morning and at night. This is something that I constantly struggle with. So if you struggle with it too, know that you're not alone. But I, I, I have this bad habit of like, scrolling my phone right before I go to sleep. So for like an hour, like sometimes, you know, it varies, but I'll just scroll on my phone until I'm tired and I go to bed. And then when I wake up in the morning, the first thing I do is reach for my phone and scroll. And so I have tried many different things to get myself out of this habit. And I've gone through periods where I do digital detoxes and I'm not even by my phone and I feel so much better and lighter and feel like I'm just so much more connected to my own inner voice and my thoughts when I'm not bogged down by everyone else's thoughts and what they're doing. And so I'll go through periods where I break the habit and I feel really good and then I'll kind of go right back to it. So it's kind of like this endless cycle. And I honestly don't know how to fix it. 
without just like completely getting rid of my phone, which I don't think I'm gonna do right now, but it's something I struggle with all the time. So that's definitely a habit I would most like to break, just like stop mindlessly scrolling at all. But sometimes I feel like we need that mindless scroll. It's like we need that, honestly, it's like we just need that escape, but there are many different ways to escape rather than mindlessly scroll. So that's something that I would like to do. And so that brings me to what habit I'd most like to start is really develop a yoga nidra practice. And so in a couple weeks, I'll have Nicole Galata on the podcast who talked about yoga nidra. And yoga nidra is a form of very deep rest. And it's kind of like a 20 minute meditation. And I think that it would be so interesting to, instead of when I need to rest or feel like I need a break or a timeout or an escape, instead of going on my phone to scroll Instagram, I could do a little 20 minute yoga nidra practice and then feel more refreshed and recharged and inspired. So that's definitely something I would like to start. That brings me to my next question. How do you like to relax? Which is also a really interesting question. How do I like to relax? Honestly, this changes a lot depending on what creative practice is really filling my cup. Some of the things that I've done in the past is getting out some watercolors and doing watercoloring, which I'm not very good at. In fact, I'm, I would say I'm pretty bad at it, but it's a very meditative way to just engage in your creativity without having to think. I think because I'm a writer and usually the way I express myself creatively is through writing. Sometimes I just, my, my head and my voice needs a break. My, like, my thoughts need a break. And I just want to express myself through, think, through things that I can't usually express myself with. So painting, dancing, things like that, going for walks. But how do I like to relax, honestly? If I'm being extremely honest, is using plant medicine and using cannabis to help support that and to help support a more inspired, connected, creative practice which is something that's a little, I don't know, I feel a little uncomfortable talking about it on here, but I I have been wanting to do a creativity and cannabis episode, just exploring plant medicine and the way that plant medicine can help inspire and support a creative practice, especially when it's something that's so natural and comes straight from the earth and would love to explore that. But I think that's, yeah, so I might do a solo episode on that later. But if you if you're interested in hearing an episode exploring my relationship with cannabis and exploring the relationship between cannabis and creativity, would love to hear your thoughts, so let me know. Ooh, this is a good one. When was the last time you did something you were afraid of? Ah, oh, wow. Yeah, I think the last time I did something that I was afraid of is actually in my, so I've been going to therapy since like April and I've never gone to therapy before. It's my first time. And it's been such an interesting process, such an interesting journey of really just uncovering layer after layer after layer. And it's one of those things where it's really about the process and it's about the journey. I mean, so much about the creative process, about the life process, it's all so mirrored and interconnected. But I, th I found that in my therapy practice, it's really about like, facing yourself and things I've noticed that throughout my journey it's like things that didn't make sense are now starting to make sense and it's really just a process of uncovering and unlayering which takes time you know I'm the kind of person that likes to rush through things and just get to the answer and move on but I'm really learning in my therapy practice to slow down and really like allow the process to unfold as it needs to in a very real way so I think 
that is something like even in my therapy sessions, there are things that come up that are sometimes scary to talk about or scary to even face that truth in yourself or in your life, some things that you've experienced. And so that's something that I was definitely afraid of and something that I'm doing and it's a constant undoing. It's a constant unlearning. So definitely still going on that journey. And when I when I feel like I've come to a place where I want to share more, I will because I think it's such an interesting process. So if you can relate, please let me know because it's, it's doing the work in a different way. You know, I'm part of the spiritual wellness community where we talk about doing the work and healing our past traumas and healing you know, whatever comes up so that we can really move into the highest versions of ourselves. But I think therapy is such a important part of that, that I don't hear the spiritual wellness community talking about too much. Or I'm just glad that now I've, I've dove in a little bit. Ooh, okay. So if life stopped today, what would you regret not doing? Ooh, this is, oh, this is a good question because it kind of makes me think like, oh shit, get your shit together, Leia, like, what are you doing? But if life stopped today, what would you regret not doing? Honestly, if it stopped today, I think I would regret not just enjoying it as much. Like, you know, why didn't I have that extra piece of dessert? Or why didn't I go see that sunset instead of working? Because I thought that that was important when really like experiencing life's beautiful moments is what's important. And those are the moments that we are never going to get back. So if I found out I was going to die tomorrow, I would just eat all the beautiful food I could, see, you know, spend time in nature, spend time with my loved ones, and just be grateful to be here now on earth because it's such a blessing that we get to be here and every day is such a gift and it's really important to be reminded of that because it's so easy easily forgettable even in this conversation talking about your purpose and and finding and sharing your gifts when really it's just about living you know your life can just be about living and that's enough so that's also something that I'm kind of connecting with and maybe that's helpful to you okay I'm gonna do like two more oh what excites you so what excites you mmm so many things excite me I'm a very easily excitable person but right now, what excites me is the process or the, the prospect of new beginnings. I'm going through a very significant life transition right now where a lot, is, a lot is unknown and a lot is up in the air. But I'm actually excited to take this as an opportunity to really tune in to my inner voice, to my creative soul, and only follow an answer to my creative soul and doing that in a very real way. So not knowing where I'm going to live in a month, not knowing where I'm going to work in a month, but really just surrendering to life and allowing life to take me where I feel called and trusting that that is my path. And that's when beautiful synchronicities will occur just as we were talking about in the beginning of this podcast. But yeah, that's exciting me right now. I'm planning some travels that I won't talk too much about here, but I think because it's so unknown and because of the state of the world is so unknown, but I'm planning to maybe be traveling for a bit in the next couple months. And I want to share that journey with you when I'm on it. So I've even thought about maybe transitioning the podcast a little while I'm traveling. I won't be do as, doing as many guest interviews, but I might 
be sharing more solo episodes, more episodes about my travel creative journey, because those are things that really light me up. I love talking about travel. I love talking about new experiences. I love sharing my stories. And yeah, if you want more of that, let me know too, because that's a little bit of a when I'm thinking about like the 50th episode, you know, where am I going next? I kind of have to just take it moment by moment and see where life takes me and how, you know, I can bring the podcast and my artistic creative work and everything that I do. So let's do one more question. And the question is number 24. What piece of advice would you give to five-year-old you, 16-year-old you, 21-year-old you, and right now you? Hmm. Oh, such a good question and so relevant for what I'm talking about kind of as I'm learning to unpack some of my childhood experiences in therapy and really just connect to all these different versions of myself because it's so interesting how in life you can live so many different versions of yourself. It's really incredible. So what piece of advice would I give to my five-year-old self? I would tell her to keep playing and to never stop imagining and dreaming and creating and playing. I think my five, I have a lot to learn now from my five-year-old self. I think she was full of life and full of joy and just such a bright light and was just so curious and passionate and loving. And I would just tell her to be more of that because she's exactly perfect as she is and there's nothing about her that needs to change. The advice I'd give to 16-year-old me, mm, 16-year-old me, I think I, you know, as a 16-year-old, I was so worried about what I was going to study in college. I was so focused on school. I was in all of these AP classes and worried about getting perfect A's on every single test, every single class. And I would tell her to kind of just enjoy it a little bit more. And, you know, life is not so much about getting ahead and really about just enjoying where you're at in the moment. And so I would just tell her to, like, keep following her dreams. And it's okay. You don't have to know everything about AP biology in order to do your work in this world. So really focus on the things that you are good at and the things that you are feeling called to. And let go of the things that you could care less about, which in my case is pretty much math and science. Definitely math was never my strongest suit. <laughs> and then let's see, 21-year-old me. Ooh, this is good too, because 21-year-old me, I was in a relationship, in a not-so-great relationship in college. All I thought about was theater and going on Broadway, and I was so worried about being good enough in all my acting and voice classes and was constantly worried about my voice, my singing voice, and worried that I wasn't good enough or that I wasn't a good enough singer or actor and just was feeling like I just wasn't enough. And oh my God, oh, getting hit with those feels. But I would tell my 21 year old self, like it sounds so cliche, but you are enough. And even though she didn't see that then and didn't really believe in herself, like I would just tell her, you are so worthy of this moment. You are so worthy of sharing and expressing yourself. And you are so deserving of 
of letting people see you, really letting people see you and being yourself. Mmm, mmm, this is juicy, okay. And then last one, what would I, what piece of advice would I give to myself right now? The biggest thing I can tell myself right now is to trust. I think this, a lot of this conversation, this episode today is really coming back to that journey of learning how to trust yourself and learning how to trust in that creative soul, in that inner voice, in that intuition, in God, in you. Trust, because you already know. I think we get lost in like, well, you know, what should I do? Should I go here? Should I go there? What's the best course of action? You know, what do I need to do to be successful? Like, I wanna make something of myself. Like, what, you know, we get bogged down in this like, confusion of of these stories that we place on ourselves when the truth is we already know and so trust that inner knowing trust that you already know trust that like you don't need to play games like you're here for a reason and you're already doing what you came here to do so trust that that is already enough and that's something I really need to hear now as I'm in this kind of new phase, new chapter of my life and really stepping up and sharing my gifts and really trusting that it is mine to share and I don't need to do anything but be myself and show up exactly as I am and show up in the truth of who I am in each moment. All I can ever do in life is meet the moment where it's at. So I can only show up who I am, what I've experienced, what my perspectives are as the person that I am, the body suit that I'm in, and just show up with what is the truth of this moment and meet it where it's at. So trust. That's it. There it is. Yeah, so again, these are the know who you are. Know who you are with these 25 questions from Misty Sansom. I'm gonna link those in the show notes, but I didn't expect to come up with some of those answers. I think just connecting with with yourself in this way in a very introspective, reflective way is such a, a beautiful thing to really get to know yourself on a deeper level. So I share that with you. And then very, very last thing, just you know, special 50th episode last thing, is you know I love sharing creative resources on this podcast. So I wanted to share with you a couple of things I'm loving right now in this moment at this phase of my life. And I know that this answer will change constantly because we are constantly growing and evolving beings. So a book that I'm reading right now that's really inspiring me is An Altar in the World by Barbara Brown Taylor. I will also link that in the show notes, but it's this beautiful book that I didn't know anything about. It came to me in the most random of ways, which I think when you're meant to read something, when a creative resource is meant to find you, it will. So trust that that it will find you. So I found this book at a bookstore and it's all about really making the mundane into a sacred act and making living a conscious, a practice of conscious awareness and a practice of connecting with the divine in each and every moment, whether or not you're creating, whether or not you're washing dishes, whether or not you're going for a walk. It's really a beautiful thing. And, and we've been talking about this today about making the mundane magical. And so this book is called An Altar in the World. And it's all about making an altar wherever you go in each and every moment. So that's a book that I'm really loving right now. 
some music that I'm currently obsessed with, which is funny because I actually don't listen to a lot of music. The only music that I really listen to is like Beautiful Chorus. I love Beautiful Chorus. If you haven't listened to Beautiful Chorus, check them out. I use them in every single one of my creativity workshops. They're amazing. But yeah, I, 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 the music I typically listen to is like mantra music, kind of spiritual devotional music, like Beautiful Chorus or Deva Premal. If you've ever heard of Deva Premal, love her too. But I've recently become obsessed with both Lizzie McAlpine and Casey Musgraves, two artists that I have heard their names but didn't know really anything about. And Lizzie McAlpine I actually discovered from Kuhu Verma, who was on an episode of this podcast. She was also in Plan B on Hulu. If you haven't checked that out, definitely check out Plan B. It's so funny. But she suggested Lizzie McAlpine to me. And then I heard of Casey Musgraves from last week's guest, Hannah Francis. So I'm getting inspired by the creative resources that my guests have shared, but I'm currently obsessed with Lizzie McAlpine's music. Everything she writes is just pure poetry and like gets me into my feels and just feels so good. And then Casey Musgraves, Oh What a World, I have on repeat right now because it's just beautiful and it kind of goes along with everything we've been talking about today. And so if you were here last week, then you know about that. And if you don't, check out Hannah's episode where she talks a little bit more about that song and breaks down the song for us. And then another really random thing that I'm loving right now are, it's so random, but chicken Caesar salads. I literally cannot stop eating chicken Caesar salads. It's such a random thing. Like I don't think I've had a chicken Caesar salad in years. And then a couple weeks ago, I was visiting a friend and we were out to eat and I never order salads at restaurants. Never. I'm like, I'm the kind of person that's like, give me the the chicken sandwich or the fries. Like, I'm, I don't want a salad at a restaurant. Like, I'm going out to enjoy myself, right? But I ordered this chicken Caesar salad and it was so good. And it's just so simple. It's just like some lettuce, some croutons, some cheese, some chicken. It's just so simple, but so good. So ever since then, I've been buying like the ingredients and making chicken myself. And it, they're just so good. It's like my body has been literally craving them right now. So that's just a random fun fact. If you haven't had a chicken Caesar salad in a long time, here's your reminder to have one because holy shit, they are good. Yeah, so those are some creative resources and things that I'm loving right now. Again, thank you. This has just been a really fun way for me to connect with you all and share just a, a picture and a snapshot of where I'm at right now after publishing 50 episodes. And I just can't believe that we're here. We've made it to this milestone. And if you're here with me, then you are just as much a part of this journey as, you know, as anyone else. And I just want to say thank you again. Thank you from the bottom of my heart for receiving and for supporting. And if you want to support the show, I would love it if you could rate and review the podcast on Apple and send me a screenshot of that review and I'll send you the free guided writing meditation. Or you can share it with a friend and let them know what's inspiring you. I think, you know, the way that we nurture and grow the things that we care about is with community and we are nothing without our communities. That's something that we've definitely learned in these last hard years of 2020, 2021, that we are really nothing without the people who are surrounding us, supporting us, cheering us on. And so I am cheering you on, whoever you are listening to this podcast, in your creative endeavors, in your creative projects, please reach out to me, connect with me, let me know 
what you loved, what you didn't love. Let me know how I can support you and if I can share anything with you that will help you along your unique, beautiful, creative journey. Trust yourself. I love you all so much. We have so many more beautiful episodes and interviews coming down the pipeline. So this is definitely not the end by any means. I'm definitely going to keep this going and perhaps keep an eye out for a season two coming out soon. I have to kind of think about how I want to structure a season two. But yeah, that might be coming down in a couple months. But in the meantime, keep listening, keep staying inspired and keep shining your creative soul. Love you all so much. Bye-bye. I hope you enjoyed that episode and thank you so much for listening. If you liked this episode, please feel free to share it with a friend and tell them what inspired you. Or if you'd be so kind, you can rate and review the podcast. And when you do, I would love to gift you my free guided writing meditation that will connect you to your creativity, yourself, and your spirituality. Just go on over to my Instagram at Leah Van Doren. That's L-E-Y-A-V-A-N-D-O-R-E-N and send me a screenshot of your review and I will send over the meditation and I would love to hear your thoughts. Stay inspired, stay creative, and keep shining your creative soul. Thank you.